What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, May 4th, 2021, a Widow Wednesday. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the Rogue One at Gary Widow. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I want you to know I'm, I'm sometimes too confident, but I always pull it together because Kevin will come in and go, are you guys ready to go? And I go, always ready to go. And then he starts the countdown and I was like, wait, I was not ready to go. I didn't have the stream window open. I haven't opened the chat over here yet, but I'm ready. Like, we fa- I, I feel a lot like, and people tell me I look a lot like Robert Downey Jr. in Iron Man, where I jump out, right? And I just go like uh, this and then the, the suit comes and then the last second, I fly off. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, that, that, that's what I've always thought, certainly. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's pretty much the most apt analogy. I'm sorry, Kevin, you had something to say? Uh, yeah, I'm going to be honest. This is one of the first, like, the first times in a while where I, where I wanted to be like, are you sure? But I was like, you know what? Just he said, go, go. Yeah. You've heard me before. I always talk a good game of like, oh man, somebody busts through the you know the wall in the middle of the night with a camera and a light. I'll I'll wake up and go, what's up, everybody? Be ready to go. Here I am. I'm ready to go. You know what I mean? They don't just let any Joe schmo off the street who can't host a podcast with a shoe in his hand host E3. All right. So if you're right, if you're if you're Tony Stark, who is your happy? Who's your happy Hogan? Well, I think in this situation, situation is definitely Kevin. No, that, that 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 tracks. In this iron, you're my always, Obadiah Stane. Always, always dependable, <laughs> ever reliable, always forever doomed to be in your shadow. What? What a no, shadow! That's, what? No, that's not how it would be. You know, I he, like he, Happy doesn't no want the sunburn. spotlight. Yeah, no yeah. sunburn. Yeah, no, no sunburn. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Gary, how have you been? Yeah, good, good. Uh, just very busy, very busy with work. A lot of things starting to kind of get me busy. I got this big project coming up. Uh, which I'm looking to it. launch soon. I'll tell you, you'll be the first Disney to know. Plus, HBO Max, it. movie, TV, comic, book? I, I think it's more interesting than all of those things. Wow. But I will tell you more about it very, very soon. I can't wait. You'll, I can't you'll wait. find out. You'll find out. Has this gotten in the way of your GTA role-playing? Are you still doing that? Or are you, it, ha- it has. I've, yeah. I've, barely, I've barely been on the past week or, or two because, I mean, part, I mean, for other reasons as well, but partly because I've just been, mostly I would say, I've just, I've just been too busy with, with work. So... Uh, but it's all good, you know. It's better than better than the opposite problem. Better than having nothing to do. Sure. Oh so. yeah, yeah. yeah. Be, be, being busy is way more exciting than being bored. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. You know, there's, uh, you know, it was. I can't remember if it was Oscar Wilde or Noel Coward who said, "There's only one thing worse than people talking about you, and that's people not talking about you." That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, Gary, are you ready to talk about some video games? I'm ready to talk about some video games. Let's Good, ladies it. and gentlemen, because we have a hell of a show for you. Guess what? That a- uh, Apple, <laughs> Apple, Apple Epic lawsuit is leading to a whole bunch of dirty laundry being aired from Epic's uh, back catalog from PlayStation from a whole bunch of different people. Sunset Overdrive might be coming back, and apparently there weren't layoffs at Toys for Bob. Uh, we're going to talk about all of this and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news need to know about if you like that be part of the show at patreon.com slash kind of funny games over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can write in to be part of the show you can squat up each and every day you can get the show ad free you can get the show with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games it's the best way to support us however if you have no bucks to support no big deal you can watch live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games just like omglx redeem shashank shashank uh, and Corey cudney all are remember if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games you need to keep kind of funny.com slash your wrong open tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday no matter where you get the show please consider leaving a review liking it sharing it with your friends hitting the notification bell and all the different ways you can help out Gary, I have some housekeeping for you. Uh, First and foremost, P.S. I love you. XOXO is live right now. A brand spanking new episode tackling the question, is Returnal too difficult? Uh, On top of me and Blessing being there, we brought in the one, the only, the blind gamer, Steve Saylor, to talk about accessibility and what difficulty means to him when it comes to Returnal. He joins us for the topic of the show. We have a great discussion. You, of course, can get that on YouTube.com slash kindoffunnygames or podcast services around the globe. Uh, Then, after this very stream on Twitch.com, TV slash kind of funny games and then later on youtube.com slash kind of funny plays uh there will be 
a Razer-partnered stream showing off the RTX 30 series powered blade laptops with Andy and the boys playing some Warzone. Like I said, that's this Tuesday and the next Tuesday, twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. Later, youtube.com slash kindoffunnyplays. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Blackjack and Tom Bach. Today, we're brought to you by Honey, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Five items on the Roper Report. Pickers does Kevin, here's a question I have for you, all right? This is week two in the new down setup. We're still feeling it out, doing stuff. Do you get echo from me? Is my sound, do I sound fine? Do I ever need to have some soundproof? No, you, we haven't talked great. about this. You sound great. Perfect. Just because, sound fine I, caught it, I caught it a little bit out of this little stairwell I have here that I heard in my own ear, and it's just saying, you know, because I can get yeah, loud you here. Got it. You got it. Aim you for got silence it. says I'm my, Mike's clipping. I'm way too loud, but I don't know. He's the only one saying that. You, everybody else would tell me it's unbearable if it was unbearable. I, uh, I mean, it's not. Like, I'm looking at the numbers here. You're not clipping. Do you want me to? I'll time out aim for silence if you want. It's the children who are wrong. <laughs> uh, let's start the Roper Report. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, like I said at the top of the show, what's happening right now is that Epic and Apple are in court over this whole, hey, let us do our things for free and stream our games there, and uh, Apple being like, no, and yada, yada, yada. We're not talking about that because we've talked that to death. We'll see what happens as they go to court and everything else. Instead, what we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, is that as this lawsuit has been going on, and yesterday, of course, uh, the head of Epic, Tim Sweeney, was on the stand, a whole bunch of uh, different things are coming out in court documents. So I want to start you, Gary, at The Verge, where Tom Warren writes, writes about Sony sucking at the whole crossplay thing and actually charging Epic for crossplay. It's no secret that Sony held back PS4 cross-platform play for years, but new confidential documents and emails reveal just how much Sony was against letting people play the same games with their friends on other platforms. Sony initially blocked cross-platform play for both Rocket League and Minecraft, despite Nintendo and Microsoft enabling players to play across Xbox and Switch. The issue really blew up when Sony blocked Fortnite crossplay in 2018. Of course, Greg interjecting. We all remember this E3. Uh, it was up in, It was the most popular tweet I had behind my wedding tweet ever when I was like, this is bullshit. Stop doing this. Uh, and players were angry. It now appears that Sony may have been holding out to offset potential revenue losses. Not a surprise. In the months leading up to Sony's decision to block Fortnite crossplay in 2018, Epic Games had pleaded with Sony to enable crossplay. Emails in the Epic Games vs. Apple case reveal. Quote, I can't think of a scenario where Epic doesn't get what we want. That possibility went out the door when Fortnite became the biggest game on the PlayStation, uh, said Joe Kierner, uh, Epic's vice president of business development. Kierner proposed, quote, we announced crossplay in conjunction with Sony. Epic goes out of its way to make Sony look like heroes, end quote. Uh, Epic even offered to brand its E3 presence with PlayStation or add unique characters exclusive to PS Plus subscribers to sweeten the deal. Quote, let's make this a huge win for all of us. Epic's not changing its mind on the issue, so let's just agree on it now, said Kierner. Uh, Sony didn't agree. Gio Corsi, Sony's senior director of development relations at the time, dismissed the idea of crossplay, noting that, quote, cross-platform play is not a slam dunk, no matter the size of the title. A clear reference to Epic's flex about Fortnite's dominance on PlayStation. Quote, as you know, many companies are exploring this idea, and not a single one of them can explain how cross-console play improves the PlayStation business, said Corsi. But as of August 2019, it appears that Sony ha may have found a worthy argument, a way to potentially siphon off money from its competitors in exchange for access to PlayStation players. The email correspondence doesn't reveal where the issue ultimately ended up, but a document entitled Cross-Platform Policy, Requirements, and Processes from August 2019, parentheses, after Sony's change, reveals how Sony may now approach crossplay a cross-platform revenue share forcing publishers to pay Sony a royalty whenever PlayStation players contribute more than a certain percentage to the bottom line of a cross-platform game to, quote, offset the reduction in revenue from Sony enabling cross-play. Uh, again, a very wordy thing. Let's have Tim Sweeney boil it down a bit. Uh, we're still reading from Tom Warren's article. Epic Games CEO Tim Sweeney confirmed in testimony today that Sony is the only platform holder that requires this compensation for crossplay. Quote, in certain circumstances, Epic will have to pay additional revenue to Sony, said Sweeney. If somebody were primarily playing on PlayStation but paying on iPhone, then this might trigger the compensation. 
Sweeney also revealed that Epic had to agree to pay these additional fees to Sony in order to enable crossplay in Fortnite. Uh, Sony also stipulates that in its Sony also stipulates in the policy that publishers can't transfer virtual currency to or from PlayStation and that there must be a setting to disable all cross-platform interactions. Uh, There may have been other good reasons for Sony to stop blocking cross-play as well. Three months after the Epic Games email, Sony was facing backlash when it blocked Fortnite cross-play and eventually backed down in late 2018 with a new policy change to enable cross-play in certain games. These emails and documents offer just a glimpse into Sony's efforts to initially block crossplay before Epic Games' success with Fortnite seems to have forced the company to ultimately concede. A lot of words there, Gary, and a lot of history. And also, I, and I hate to say it, a lot of like, yeah, sure, of course, water's wet kind of thing, right? We would have expected these were the conversations happening behind, behind scenes, right? Uh, yeah, and my my first question is what what this is Apple versus Epic, right? What has Sony got to do with it? Why are they getting dragged into this? Well, remember the whole thing is right now this argument of trying to make you know that Apple or that Epic wants to have Fortnite on there and be able to set their own prices and not have to deal with the thirty percent. So what they're doing is really talking about how cross platform play works, what other stores are charging. There's a whole bunch of different conversations, but this is into the idea of like how they're making crossplay work and what other uh, uh, partnership deals are with people. I think in terms of showing like, well, you know, the way Apple is, you know, wanting its split isn't outrageous because you're doing other things with other people. I mean, anytime that these big corporations go at it, and this is a very, very big example of two massive corporations going at it. I mean, it's interesting. I was watching some of the coverage. The BBC covered this last night. I was watching wow. some of it. And, um, because anytime Apple gets dragged into court, it's it's a big story, right? Because Apple is such a big part of so many people's lives, and it's just one of the biggest companies in the world. Um, and it was framed as a David versus Goliath thing. But like, how, in how many circumstances would Epic be considered the little yeah. guy? Let's not forget, Epic is a multi-billion-dollar company as well. Of course, Tim Sweeney's oh, we'll one of the today. <laughs> Tim Sweeney's one of the richest people on the planet. Like, he's they're not the little guy. They're only the little guy when you put them up against an even bigger guy. And there's only so many of those and Apple is one of them. I don't have a dog in this fight. I don't, I, I'm not sure I even know whose side, if any, I'm on like the whole idea of, is it unfair to Apple, you know, to, to, to charge this 30% fee because they have, act, it, it's their device. It's their retail store. They're charging 30%. Uh, again, I'm, I'm still, all of that. I'm kind of staying out of, cause I don't really have a take on it. Sure. It's, you know, which mega corporation that doesn't give a fuck about you. Do you want to side with? I don't, I don't really, I, I care about them as, about as much as they care about me, which is zero. Um, in terms of watching it all play out in the courtroom, though, it is kind of fascinating to see, right? Like the legal system, the court system is the original home of like having receipts, right? You've got to bring receipts. <laughs> and we're seeing all of these receipts right now. And that is fascinating. All the stuff that comes out in the course of discovery and them making their arguments, like it all becomes part of the public record. And we see all these documents that we wouldn't usually see. So for like, you know, the curtain twitchers, and the journalists and the bloggers and the people that you know, comment, you know make, make money out of commentating on all this stuff. It's fascinating. It's red meat, and we like to, like to see it. So far as the, the Sony part is concerned, um, you know I love cross-play. It's one of my big things I'm always mm-hmm. banging on about. There should be more cross-play. There should be cr- more cross-play. I guess there's a few people out there with the, the, like a cross-play is bad. I don't fully understand it, but I feel like most people... Who are they? believe that you know (laughs) i i don't know but here's the thing i understand from a corporate point of view why sony has been slow to embrace crossplay it doesn't help them how does it help them um you know that we we all know tribalism and all that stuff aside we all know that sony's number one in gaming right and it's by and by by a considerable margin they're number one so anything they do to arguably help Microsoft or Nintendo, how does it help them? Like at the end of the totally. day, I've said this a million times. These companies don't get care about you. They are not patrons of the arts. They ultimately don't care about what is good for gamers. If what is good for gamers is also good for their bottom line, they're going to go with it. But I guarantee you, Sony or pretty much any major company, Apple, you name it, Epic, if they've got two 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 properties, uh, two proposals on the table, we could do this and it would be great for gamers, or we could do this and it would make us more money but they're two different things. They're always, always, always going to make more money. And no one's surprised by this. None of this is revelatory. The fact that we're seeing it confer, like nothing's being revealed here. What we, it's simply that what we already know 
is being confirmed in, in these written documents, which is at the end of the day, when push comes to shove, money always talks. And the best case scenario is when you, is when you can put something together where it's both a win for gamers and a win for the company's bottom line. And oftentimes that is the case, and that's why they do these things. And they present it as a big a, a big boon for gamers, but ultimately it's about making more money. Here you have a very very interesting situation where crossplay is arguably good for game. I think most people would agree it's good for gamers everywhere. We want to see the barriers come down. I want to be able to play, if I'm on an Xbox and you're on PlayStation, I want to be able to play the, a, a game right. with you and not have to worry about the barrier. And we're seeing that, and that's a practically a force of nature at this point. We're seeing those barriers come down. The 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 the, the beautiful cross-play, cross-progression future, incrementally we're getting closer to it every day. Sony was a holdout simply because it wasn't advantageous to, to, to them as a corporation. And ultimately, the only reason why they started, to, you, you said it yourself, the reason why they started to embrace it was because the negative press and the negative uh, vibes they were creating, oh shit, it's now, this is actually now starting to get bad for us. It's now, the equation has flipped. It's now better for us to embrace this. Therefore, we will do it. Again, no, no, one's, no one's surprised by this. The surprise to me is this. Well, first off, obviously, it's fascinating. And as we're going to continue on, these uh, first few news stories are all things coming out of the documents and emails taken out of uh, this uh, lawsuit, right? And so it's fascinating to see that kind of stuff because I think how many times on this show do we talk about a decision and always go, man, I would love to be a fly on the wall. I would love to know how that came to be and yada, yada, yada. I like this glimpse into it of, all right, cool. You can see Epic in the early part of this argument, right? In these emails with Geo, uh, talk, being the big swing and dick, right? Well, we're the biggest game on PlayStation. Clearly, you're going to, you know, bulk, bulk to our demands. And then Geo, who, and for the record, you know, obviously, Geo Corsi, friend of the show, uh, Geo Corsi, personal friend of mine. I have not talked to Geo at all about this uh, since this happened or even before it, right? Geo's long gone from PlayStation. Knowing Geo Corsi, just in case anybody's wondering, I would give you all the benefit of the doubt that when he's talking about like, it's not a slam dunk, but bend of the size and uh, you know, the company's exploring, how does this benefit PlayStation? That's geo. And I'm sure his boss is coming down on him. Geo obviously is a, one of the most pro gamer people I know. So I know that geo knows crossplay is good. For I, 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 and, and, and no one's blaming him or anyone for that. Like if you work, no, for, know, if, you work sure. if you work for a company, and they're paying your salary, whether it be Microsoft, Apple, Epic, Sony, you, Valve, you name it. You, the, the first question you have to ask is, how is this good for, the, how is this good for us? And that's right? exactly what G, the Geo's email says, right? Of like, uh, no one can explain how cross-console play improves PlayStation business. Again, like, I, it's a fine line to walk. And I know that I get accused of being pro-corporation all the time. And I'm really not. I just, I'm pro-games and stuff. But I'm also the business realities of it. Like, how does this improve PlayStation business? That is, that's like how you, that's how businesses are run of how does this work for us? You know what I mean? And again, when I've talked about it before with like Xbox and all the moves they're making and the very pro gamers, pro gamer moves they're making, it is very much about trying to uh, make up ground. It is trying about, it's a hearts and mind thing. It can be a lost leader. It can be that we're not making a financial benefit right now, but it is about how we're helping Xbox overall. And this thing is very much how do you help business overall? And as you pointed out, Gio, when you're fucking king of the mountain, why give up any ground? Why give up any ground? And so what I love about this is that it's the glimpse of PlayStation being PlayStation the way we assume they would be of like, why the fuck do we do this? What's the benefit for us? Then seeing the switch over and having the switch over be, okay, it's not just that public perception won them over. It's also this thing of like, cool, if you buy all, if you buy, if you're playing on PlayStation and buying on Apple, we're getting paid for that. And that's a fascinating wrinkle I didn't know about. And you would assume or think about it maybe, but to see it spelled out, you're like, yeah, that would make sense in terms of what's going on. Yeah, look, they're, they're, they're protecting their position as number one. They don't want to do, again, they, we, we can move on. But again, there's, there's a difference between what's, what's good for gamers and what's good for each individual corporation. And when push comes to shove, it'll always come down to uh, what's good for the corporation. And again, Let's I'm not talk- saying corporations suck, although I mean they do, but this is not a reason why corporations, it's just, it's just the reality of it. Welcome to planet Earth. Yeah. Well, speaking of, uh, you know, making a profit and being a corporation, number two, the Epic Game Store isn't making any money anytime soon. This is Otto uh, Cracky over at GameSpot. Unlike Fortnite, the Epic Games Store seems to be losing money for its operator. According to Epic Games CEO Tim Sweeney, the digital storefront is, quote, hundreds of millions of dollars short of being profitable. 
According to Sweeney's testimony from the Epic Games vs. Apple trial, the company's digital platform will be in the green, quote, within three or four years. Additionally, the Washington Post reported that, the, reported that a document entered into evidence for the trial shows that the Epic Games store required $359 million investment from Epic Games uh, from the year following its launch. According to another document given to the court on April 8th, uh, Epic expects the Epic Games store to begin turning a profit for the company in 2023. The Epic Game Store launched in 2020, I'm sorry, 2018, uh, moving into a market dominated by other digital game retailers. By that time, Valve's own digital storefront Steam had been in operation for 15 years and held an enormous share of the PC gaming market. The Epic Game Store also had to compete with other smaller digital gaming storefronts uh, from game developers and publishers like Ubisoft, Uplay, and CD Projekt Red's GUG. Again, I'm not shocked, Gary, that the Epic Game Store isn't making a profit, but it's always interesting to see what the actual timeline for it. And so for them to be talking about 2023 to be when they could turn the corner on this and the fact that, yeah, hundreds of millions of dollars short, it makes sense. And it's back to the business of this, right? And what, what you do in a business when you have this sunk cost, right? You start making something and you're putting it out there and yeah, it's operating at a deficit, but you, you have to project when you can turn that corner. Yeah, um, Epic, Epic is one, again, it is one of the very few companies that has such deep pockets that they can afford to do something that for many other companies would be considered considered like total folly, right? Like taking on Valve in the PC games digital retail market, right? I mean, you yeah. want to talk about a monopoly or you want to talk about domination, like Valve dominates PC game digital retail sales more than you know, any company arguably dominates any space. So to go up against them, Man, you 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 better know what you're doing. You be, you better be ready to spend some money and and dig in for the long haul. And you better be ready to perhaps lose that battle and lose a lot of money. Epic, I think, went into this with their eyes open. They saw high risk, high reward. You know, going up against Valve is is tricky, but um, you know, we've got enough money to give this a really good go uh, for a few years, and maybe we lose the money. But if we don't, and we and we can actually make a go of this and carve out even a small piece of the PC games. I mean, just think about. Can you imagine how much money Valve makes off Steam? I mean, it's just Scrooge McDuck swimming around in gold, ridiculous amounts of money. Sure. And, you know, just a small piece of that would be worth Epic taking the risk. Um, and, you know, who knows if they will. But again, the, 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 the fact that no one, no one who knows anything about business or the PC games space is in any way surprised by the fact that Epic is losing a lot of money right now. Of Epic knew, I, I'm, I'm sure it was, if you look at all their documents and all their spreadsheets or whatever, they, I'm sure they already were projected to lose a ton of money for a long time before they would even begin to become entrenched enough that they might be able to start make it, making it back. It's a very, very long-term business proposition and they may lose the money. Again, Epic is one of those companies, not as big as, as Apple or Google, but certainly big enough that they can afford to, to possibly lose a lot of money uh, in the hopes of of making a lot more if it works. You know, Google tries, tries stuff and, and fails all the time. A Apple tries stuff and fails all the time. Like both of those companies, mega, mega companies, have long, long lines of failed products that lost them a lot of money, but they're big enough to survive any number of failures. Epic's a smaller company, but still big enough that it was worth taking a calculated risk to coming into this space and challenging Valve. And you hit the nail on the head that, Yes, they knew what they were getting into with this. Tim Sweeney and Epic knew what they were doing with this. And back to the conversation we were having uh, throughout this, and we will continue to have here, it's all about Fortnite, right? When Fortnite is as successful as it's been, that's why you've seen Epic make the moves they've seen. And I've, I know, I've, I'm, I, you know, we talk about corporations don't care about you or whatever kind of thing, which is true. Obviously, corporations are trying to make money. I do think that Epic in this Apple thing is, you know, I the beholder, how you want to argue it, and if you take that out of it. I do think you've seen Epic with uh, Unreal, with uh, the way they're having developers who make assets to be used in Unreal get a better cut, the way they're getting better cuts on the store. I do think you see that, hey, we've made a lot of money off Fortnite, and we don't need to make as much money off the other stuff. I do think you've seen the success of Fortnite lead to better deals on the Epic Game Store, lead to better uh, deals on the Unreal Store. And again, that's obviously a move of better deals so you come and make spend more money here obviously but it is also this conversation of what's going on with bringing in the exclusive games and then giving epic game store giving away free games every week right isn't there new games every week that are two that are available for free and that was another thing that's gone up in these documents that i don't have in the rundown because it's not as interesting but you can find on the internet if you want to put out there i'm looking what did i do i clicked on i i googled uh, yeah just epic uh free game cost and there's another one that I, i'm i'm on 
end gadget here, right? Where it's Epic versus Apple uh, trial reveals the cost of exclusive and free games. And there's a giant uh, rundown here of like every game that went out in what this is it's a simon careless uh it's or carless it's a thing here from september 2019 showing what they spent for the game what the game made so far how many people it's brought in these free games and stuff so again it is this much bigger thing of hey how are we going out and getting you to come in to spend money here to make money to make this profitable for us and i think that all comes back to number three is random tidbits that have been surfaced from this thing right and one of them that i love here is uh from kotaku that they found or they found or they reported that I'm seeing here, right? Uh, Today, the trial of Epic and Apple finally began after nearly nine months of legal filings and pretrial hearings. During the court proceedings, new documents surfaced, providing more data on how these companies operate. For example, we know that Fortnite made 9.2, I'm rounding up, $9.2 billion in two years. That huge number comes from a financial board presentation report that Epic created in January 2020. Uh, In this document, Epic stated that Fortnite made just over $5.4 billion in 2018. The following year, the popular Battle Royale game pulled in $3.7 billion. So, again, the business of all this and the idea of... Fortnite's killing it. How do we make more money? How do we take that money that we're making and put it back into the company and make it make more? You do that by making the Epic Game Store, and you do that by operating at a loss when you talk about, well, yeah, what do we talk? The initial investment here is three, uh, $359 million after, I guess, following its launch, $359 million, right? But we're talking about making $9 billion in two years. Like, that's fucking pocket change. That's the fucking stuff that they find on the couch cushions over there. So yeah, go do this. Establish another revenue stream, right? That is the store, let alone Fortnite, let alone every other game they're working on, let alone Unreal. Like they're trying to make as many possible inroads that to make money, Gary. And like again, that's what we're talking about with the corporation, but. It's fascinating. I understand, I understand all these court documents are getting a lot of traction because we, again, we love talking about these big kaiju battles and getting a peek behind the curtain, you know, of, of, of Epic and, and, and Apple. I'm, I'm still waiting for something that is truly like, oh, wow. I didn't, I, I didn't, sure. I wouldn't have thought that would be the case. Like, so, you know, so Sony's protecting its position as, 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 as first in the marketplace. Sure. Um, Epic's losing money on the Epic Game Store. I think we all knew that. Uh, Fortnite makes a lot of money. Okay, what else? Like, give us, give us something. We tell us something we don't know, um, and I imagine maybe that will come out. Let me, let me, let me ask you this: What do you think is going to happen ultimately? I know it's a, it's a, it's a tough question, but in this Apple um, Epic thing, it, it feels like I, I'm I'm no expert. I haven't really been following it, but it could go either way. And the reason why I think there's so much attention on it, of course, is it's not just about Apple and Epic. Like this, this, this ruling is going to set a precedent. This has the potential to like fundamentally reshape the way. Apple, one of the biggest companies in the world, makes money through its app store. I won't lie to you. I've lost the lead. It's been such a long go to get to this point on where we're at. If you were to, what I think is going to happen is I think that the court, and this is literally Greg Miller not having paid attention to anything recently. I think Apple is going to win. I think, because I think it, I think it's, I, 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 they're trying to claim that it's a monopoly, right? That there's 30%, this Apple tax, the way they're doing it is like, I think all these things they're trying to claim. And again, I know jack shit. This is me literally as like ill-informed as I have, because I have not been able to keep, I have not kept up so long and it really just started happening. I feel like we get to this point where it's just like, all right, I'm the judge. And I'm like, yeah, their policies suck, but like, you don't have to be on the platform. They can do what they want with their platform cases. Like, I don't, I don't see how, I don't see how they come in there like, you know what? You're right. Apple is really being super unfair. I think, if anything, this is just a stance of Epic trying to make the call and point out how bad this is and try to talk. Because, I mean, like, again, like the 30% and all that jazz, like that affects everybody, not just Epic. And it is that idea of other developers and other things. And like, I can't buy my fucking comic books in my app anymore on Comixology. I got to use Comixology.com. Again, woe is me. These are first world, you know, inconveniences that I'm talking about. But it just seems like, yeah, like, yeah, that sucks. The, the don't don't do it. Like you know what I mean. It's not like a public utility, Apple. So I don't I don't see how they can come around to do it. I mean, look, we're a couple of clowns. We don't know anything. So, so you know, it's obviously far more nuanced than whatever reductive version of this we're going to put forward. But I think about it like Apple. The App Store is a retail store, right? It's a re, it's a retail outlet. It's a digital retail outlet. And so if I if I were to set up a retail store and you were selling games out of my store, then obviously I would take thirty percent of that. If you then if you then though 
having sold the bought, sold the game out of my store and take and, and have given me the thirty percent. If you then set up an, a, a stall outside of my store and you start selling DLC for that game, I think I'd be right in saying, "Wait, hold on, how are you? We had an arrangement for you to sell this through my store. Why are you now selling up across the street?" It's 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 very weird, and I don't understand all the nuances of it. It's really really hard to pick a side because again, I come back to the same thing: you should not care about corporations because I promise you, they do not give a fuck about you. So and this and this is why I think all the format wars. Oh, Sony's the best. I love Sony. Oh, Microsoft. I love Microsoft. You, stop it. It's not the right way to think about anything. They will stop never it. ever. They will never ever. It will always be an unrequited, um, asymmetrical relationship. They will never love you the way you love them ever. They will only love you to the degree that it's financially um, uh, uh, advantageous to them. And one as thing soon to bring in that balance. You are fucking gone. Yes, Greg. Knowing we're going to get into this today, and I have uh, the NPR.org article up that is Epic Games versus Apple, what you need to know, right? And what I'm saying is obviously I know the argument, and I know that what's going on, and I, I've been waiting for this trial to start. I'm just not aware of like the actual st- expertise of what would go on, so I'm going to read from NPR, right, which is this. How strong is Epic's case and who will decide who wins? Epic was Epic was able to clear enough procedural hurdles to advance this far. So the federal judge believes Epic case at least warrants a full trial. Under U.S. law, however, plaintiffs face an uphill battle in winning antitrust cases, since courts have long interpreted the country's century-old competition laws in ways that tend to favor large corporations. In a pretrial decision, the judge hinted that she was skeptical about Epic's argument that Apple is violating the Sherman Antitrust Act of 1890 by acting like an illegal monopoly. Even still, proving that Apple is a monopoly will not be enough since that alone is not illegal under U.S. law. Instead, Epic must show that Apple abuses that alleged monopoly power to hurt competitors and distort an entire market in its favor. Experts say this is a high bar to clear. Both sides waive the right to a trial jury, meaning that this is a bench trial decided by Gonzalez Rogers. Whatever her ruling, uh, a drawn-out appeals process is all but guaranteed. So yeah, yeah I mean, I, 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 and and I and I like I remember the last time that this came up the big the last big you'll remember this the last big antitrust monopoly thing when and actually did go against them Microsoft Windows yeah. they were forced to make some change remember how they like the, they would bundle their web browser and all that stuff into Windows and it kind of like forced you to use it um, and they even were like trying to find ways to kind of get you to yeah, stop you from like installing Netscape Navigator or whatever the fuck it was yeah, back yeah. in the day that was a monopoly. Um, and I understand why the government ruled against them, uh, or not the government. You know, the, the government won in that in 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 that case. I don't know how you make an argument that the Apple App Store is a monopoly when it's not even the biggest store by far. Like Android is way bigger than Apple globally. How can you how can you be a monopoly and not be number one at the same time? I find that very strange. Well, I'm here again. Let's give it a refresher course because there, there was a time on Kind of Funny Games Daily where everybody was mad at us for talking about this trial too much and then or the tr- the lawsuit and then it was quiet forever. In case you're this is the first time you're hearing it, let's keep going from NPR. I like this. What exactly is the case about? Epic accuses Apple of running its app store as an illegal monopoly because it only allows in-app purchases on iPhones to be processed by Apple's own payment system on its more than 1 billion iPhones around the world. And it typically tacks on a 30% commission on every purchase. Epic says that fee, which critics call the Apple tax, is applied unfairly and falls heavily on smaller app developers who are then at a disadvantage trying to compete with Apple's own apps that avoid the fee. The money made from the commission is an important and growing revenue stream for Apple, part of the fees and subscriptions that generated $54 billion in last fiscal year. Analysts say uh, sales in this segment are especially important considering how iPhones peaked years ago. Sales peaked years ago. The 30% cut is necessary, according to Apple, to safeguard the privacy and safety of apps on Apple devices. Epic estimates, a- estimates Apple's profit from its App Store fees is nearly 80%, a stunning figure that Apple calls simply wrong. So that's where we're at of people trying to argue over this. I, I, also, I, also, I also think Apple is going to win. And that's not coming from a place of like, I like, again, I just said, I, sure. I don't like Apple better than I like. I don't like either of them as a corporation. I like the product. I like some of the products they give me or the other I buy from them. But I don't, I, I don't have feelings about like one corporate. I mean, there's certainly some corporations out there that are worse than others. But again, let's, 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 let's move on. Who, who fucking cares which billionaire beats another billionaire i mean it, de- it definitely is well, if i, again, can, if I, I, I can buy my fortnite stuff on my iphone i'll be pretty stoked and if i could stream my x cloud on my iphone just natively i'd be pretty dope too because that's where all the that's, yeah and, and, that's and, the again, thing, and, and that's, that's the part that is relevant for. hold on one second that's the thing and that's one of the things why what epic's rallying cry behind this is 
they're trying to change it and obviously they're trying to change it for their own financial benefit do not get twisted about that but one of their things they're also they say they're trying to do with all this right is the fact that they're trying to if they can change this it changes it for smaller developers it changes it for big developers like xbox that could then put xcloud as a native app on there and not have to use it like there is a bunch of stuff that again it seems like to an extent epic is trying to use its gigantic weight that to change things in a good way but we can't sit here and be like it's all altruistic this doesn't benefit them this obviously hugely benefits them the free Fortnite campaign that was a bit where you're like oh really like we're doing that like we that's how we went with it but that, like that that was the part that left a really bad taste in my mouth yeah. like, like they were putting themselves forward as they were fighting some moral crusade whereas again yeah. we all know what it was really i don't even need to say it greg we know what it's about it's only well, ever me- about one thing let me give you two more things. And uh, yeah, uh, well, hold on a sec. Quarter nineteen eighty eight says we're still in the first story. No, you're not, motherfucker. I said these are all about Epic Games. All right, you're technically into the third one already. These are the random Epic tidbits. All right. Uh, let me give you two more here, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, this one again, you can go find out all the information about how the free games and the exclusives and all that. I called this one out, or, or Matt Perslow at IGN called it out, and I liked it. Talking about Borderlands and how much the PC timed exclusivity caught the cost the epic game store court documents released as part of the currently ongoing apple versus epic games trial have revealed that epic paid 146 million dollars to secure borderlands 3 as an epic game store exclusive on pc for a timed exclusive window of six months that's it just a lot of money i thought it put that's it a lot there. of money for six months isn't it yeah but again you're and, trying for, to make- and, and for a big game but not like the biggest game you know what i mean totally like borderlands is big but it ain't you know it's not like getting I don't know, Call of Duty or something exclusive on your store, you know, something that's like a, like a, like a real, like, you know, S tier game. Well, this was, but this is one of their first big swings, right? Where it was like, Hey, we have a big, cause this is, I know, like, I know how short term everyone's memory is in games. Remember when Epic Game Store launched, people fucking hated it. Everyone was up in arms about it. And they were like, there's no games on it. So you had to go after triple a big games to show you do have those games and now i think it's yeah they, they, they had to sink a lot of money into to to, to secure it and, and it's because that's what we're saying they knew they, they, knew they were going to be losing money for a while but it is that thing at least to me now it looks like epic games store like i don't hear people bitch about it as much i see somebody bitching right now about it uh hi g hi you guys <laughs> bitching about it uh but it is that thing like it's not the same thing where people are like up in arms it's the worst thing in the world and it does seem like everything kind of comes day and date if it's not exclusive somewhere so I like that Whatever. they give you a free game every now and again. That's a good thing that they do. Yeah, kind of. Nobody kind of funny. You're wrong, me on that. Does Epic give away two free games every week? I think that's right. But am I wrong? Let me know. Epic Game Store. Uh, and then the final one on this before I swear to God we get out of it. Uh, Kotaku uh, reported as the trawl through Epic's court documents continues, another figure jumps out: one billion dollars, the amount Epic has spent on securing exclusives by 2019. Again, that giant doc, and then all of this PC yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's a and all drop stuff. in the bucket. Tim Sweeney probably dug that out from behind his couch cushions exactly and i would love you know? him to come to patreon and toss that money there uh and i'm looking at the chat and people are saying yeah one or two a week it varies week to week says every show joe usually one so there you go all right everybody take a breath we've made it through all the epic game store stuff i know some of you loved it some of you hated it some of you were just omg i can only imagine what your chat looks like right now between talking about sony and epic it's like we're hitting all the fanboy they buttons had a really today. Good time. my favorite one that went through and it's gonna be impossible to get back but it was a. Uh, Kind of funny games daily feeling like ep- economics class today. <laughs> so we're reading NPR and talking about all this stuff. It's great. It's great. I've had a lot of fun here, Gary. You know? And the show's I not always, even I, I, I always, I, I don't care what we, we could be reading the phone book, Greg, and I'd have fun talking to you. That's my man right there. Uh, number four on the Roper Report. Sony has trademarked Sunset Overdrive. We go to IGN.com where Jordan Oleman writes, it looks like Sony has registered a trademark for the previously Xbox exclusive shooter Sunset Overdrive. Spotted by Nibel on Twitter, the trademark was registered at the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office in late April. It doesn't confirm anything, but it is interesting given that Sunset Overdrive was initially exclusive to Xbox One upon its release in 2014. The game then came to PC in 2018 before Sony acquired Insomniac as a first-party PlayStation Studio in 2019. This means Sony can lay claim to the game and are clearly interested in maintaining its patent. But whether they intend to actually do anything with the property is anyone's guess. Interestingly enough, Sunset Overdrive director Drew Murray recently rejoined Insomniac after a stint at Microsoft's quadruple-A Perfect Dark Studio, The Initiative. Gary, do you have any love for Sunset Overdrive? No, as, as as you were talking about that, I was thinking about how 
I've never played it, and I feel like I'm probably missing out, aren't I? Do you think I'm missing out that I've never played Sunset Overdrive? Oh man, this is a question. It's a well-liked game, isn't it? People, people, like people who like, it's it's like it's not again. It's not a massive game, but people who like it really like it. Is that the correct read? Do you think? Correct. People, yes. Sunset Overdrive is super fun, but here's where I have to call up my hand as a hypocrite on my own. Sunset Overdrive is super fun. It was one of the reasons I was like, oh, yeah, I'm getting my Xbox right away, so I'm just ready to go with everything, my Xbox One back in the day, right? And I got it, and I never actually played the final version. I played a bunch of Sunset Overdrive previews. I loved them. The locomotion. You go, like, I think, oh, fuck. Somebody in our peer group on Twitter, our, you know, the same video game space, had put up a thing about, like, after the Ratchet and Clank uh, 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 Rift uh, uh, Rift Apart uh, demo, or state of play they just did, they put out a like side-by-side of Ratchet running and grinding and all this stuff through the city and be like, oh, I wonder where they got that idea from. And it was Sunset, then Sunset Overdrive and them doing it. Like, there's so much amazing locomotion in there, so much amazing color. Uh, it, the game was fun to preview and do it. The problem was for me is that it dropped and the reviews were all like, oh, it's fine. It's good. It's, it's fun. It's a fun thing to do, but it like never goes beyond the fun of those demos and so i put it off to play something else and put it off to play something else and then i never ever came back to it hey i just pulled up the exploit it's on it's on game pass of course so i got no excuse i, I wonder ex- i wonder if it if it got caught up in that uh, big uh, fps boost drop they did uh, the other day i wonder if it got the fps boost that would be cool i should look into that kind of funny in any case i have marked it i have marked it for installation so it's definitely it one out. of those that uh, i enjoyed it preview and stuff like that and then didn't review it when I was working at IGN and moved on to something else and yada 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 so I don't have well, I was at IGN right? Yeah I was at IGN uh, so I know Sunset Overdrive is beloved by the people who really beloved it but yeah I don't know I'd be interested to see more of it I'd be interested to see it come to PlayStation and have a, a shot there and see what goes on there but we'll have to see what happens to it. It makes sense obviously now that Sony owns Insomniac that they want to protect all those trademarks though Maybe uh, maybe they will bring it back. Who knows? Raul Giovanni in the chat says, the game holds up. I would love a remaster. Just saying it's out there. What would you rather have? Another Sunset Overdrive or another Jet Set Radio? Neither of them are like games that are super close to my heart. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you know, you know, you know, a J, Jet Set, like Jet Jet Set Radio Set fine, but I, it was never one that I was like all about. You know what I mean? Now, hold on a second. This is interesting. Blessing at Oye Jr., the future class of video games in the chat says hashtag ps we played this which is our book club segment gary where we all play a game for a, the same the same game for a month and then talk about it on ps i love you xoxo so oh it's yeah an overdrive it could be a crossover we all you you mean the you me blessing the x gas we all play it and then we all talk about it because it's kind of it's kind of bridging the gap right now yeah well like i said i got i, I got it marked for uh, installation the nice thing about it is i can pull up my xbox app here uh on windows and say install it and when i go back to my xbox later it'll already be installed it will have done it i can do that too watch me do it you know open my xbox thing little logo tell me about new stuff oh god it needs me to sign in i'll do it later uh number five and final at the roper report unless you have something else to say do you have something else to say oh i have one other question for you maybe this is one maybe either you know it or it's one you want one for your wrong what's the difference between Jet Set Radio and Jet Grind Radio. Are they two different games or are they the same game that go under two different names? They're two different games? Yeah, aren't they? Well, I know that it was a Jet Set Radio 2 and there were sequels and stuff, but I just don't know if it was like maybe it was Jet Grind Radio in Japan and Jet Set Radio over here. I think it it might have been like a regional thing, like a localization thing. Yeah. uh, Yo Jimbo 2051 says localization. Blessing Jr. says different territories. Blessing, you can pop in. Okay. Okay. So same game, but with different names. Yeah. Uh, Cryptic Kayo says Jet Grind is the Japanese name for Jet Set Radio. Jet Set Radio Future was the sequel, says Blessing. Okay. Got it. There you go. Yeah, those games just never did it for me. The more you know. Do, 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 do. I liked that. I always liked that game. I remember playing that on the. was it on the Dreamcast? I feel like I remember playing it on the Dreamcast. Yeah, I remember when it got re-released on one of the PlayStations. I want to say PS3. And I remember playing it there and be like, oh, I heard so many good things about this. And I was like, oh, this isn't my thing. I think, I, like I, think, I, I, think I like the aesthetic. But then sure. I found the control mechanic a little too slippery for me when I started playing it. But I always felt like there was something there. I liked the idea, going around tagging stuff. And it was fun. Bring that back. 
Fifth and final on the Roper Report, and I don't think this has been talked about since, but it might have been. I'm not sure, but I'm dropping in here just to make sure we're keeping ourselves honest. Uh, apparently, according to Activision, there were no layoffs at Toys for Bob. This is Andy Robinson over at VGC. Uh, last week, the Nevada, California-based developer, which also made 2018's Spyro Reignited Trilogy, confirmed it would be supporting the development of Call of Duty Warzone. This led to one former contract character designer claiming they had left the studio along with, quote, everyone that had worked, they had worked alongside, alongside at Toys for Bob. However, speaking to VGC, an Activision spokesperson denied Toys for Bob had suffered layoffs and claimed its development team was fully operational. The studio will continue to support Crash Bandicoot 4 in addition to providing support for Warzone, the person claimed. Reports of layoffs at Toys for Bob are incorrect, they said. Uh, there has not been a reduction of personnel recently at the studio. The development team is operating fully and has a number of full-time job openings at this time. Uh, the, the, then, quote, the, the studio is excited to continue supporting Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time and more recently provide additional development support for Call of Duty Warzone. Obviously, last week we had done a whole thing of Crash Bandicoot, rest in peace kind of thing. And our still, this still doesn't sound like, to me, like, hey, we're cranking on Crash 5 or anything. But it may be, uh, we did talk at one point. I know that there have been layoffs at, similar to what they're talking about here. But apparently, yeah, they're saying that's not the thing. So we'll see. Gary. What? I'm excited for the show to continue. But before then, <laughs> I have to tell you about patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames to be part of the show to get the show with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday. And of course, get the show ad free. But guess what, Jack? You didn't go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. So let me tell you about our sponsor. It's Honey. This is my favorite kind of ad because Honey supported us forever. And it's a thing I use each and every day. And let me tell you, I've been going to Home Depot and I had to get like a, uh, I had to get a, a stud finder so I could go onto the wall and do that stuff. What you do is when you go to all the different sites, you, you well, first off, you install Honey. And then when you go to sites that you already use and love, like Home Depot or Amazon or whatever, uh, when you check out that little coupon field on there, whatever, this little Honey coin drops down and it goes, hold on a second, and it runs all the different promo codes that it knows. And it will find you the best promo code for whatever you're trying to buy and save you money. It's free. It's easy to install. It's just like two clicks and it's in. But... Pro tip from Greg Miller: If you uh, sign in, if you have, if you sign into the Honey thing, it accrues Honey coins that you can then use for Amazon gift cards and all sorts of different stuff. So that's how you should be doing it. Now, I'll actually, read what they wrote here in case I missed anything. We all shop online. Just said that. Uh, we've seen the promo code field taunt you at checkout. Just said that. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one to your cart. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online. Imagine you're shopping at your favorite sites. Just click checkout. Honey drops down and you apply the coupons. Uh, the kind of funny crew loves it. Already said that. Honey has found over 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings. If you haven't already have, if you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds and by using it you're doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast uh, again i legitimately use honey each and every time i check out online for anything so go do it too you can get honey for free at honey.com slash games that's honey.com slash games 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 gary yes i'm excited to save more money when i buy more things but me buying things will have to be after the show and that's so far away if i wanted something more immediate say what came to the mom and grab shop what would I do? Where would I go? What, what, who would I talk to? <laughs> to I had a lot of coffee. Might have some more. How did you fuck that up so close to the end? It's not fucking up. It's just, when when it's jazz. It's just jazz. I've been <laughs> drinking this. Like, have you, like, don't you just love how like bro this shit? Like you can't buy you can't just buy an energy what drink anymore. That? It has to, it has to look like a fucking hand grenade or like you know an explosive barrel in a video well, when game you turn it to the side it kind of looks like a ghost trap which i did this is like yeah or like this is like extreme superhuman C4, performance C4. have you been detecting superhuman performance from me on this podcast you did, you did yeah Greg, you've been bringing it. this is the shit that sure. is promising me here we go listen to this okay this patented form of beta alanine which i suppose is a thing they may have just made that up for all i know has been clinically shown to fight fatigue and improve muscular endurance within minutes of drinking uh, this beverage, you may feel a tingling sensation signaling that your body is primed for superhuman performance. And then there's a little asterisk here, which I imagine if you can find that on the can, it says everything you've just read is total bollocks. Um, yeah. Anyway, I shouldn't be drinking this stuff. I know it's not good for me. 
You shouldn't. Yeah, uh, quick question, Gary. Did, was it the packaging that got you, or was it just the closest thing to your hand? <laughs> yeah, what I'm gave an it idiot. away? I'm a, this oh. knockoff monster energy I'm a, sorry, is what I, you I should drink. And it went, extreme! I was like, I gotta, you know, I gotta have the extreme drink. I shouldn't really be drinking it, though. I know it's not good for me. I should just go back to drinking my regular coffee in the morning. Gary, where do I go to find out about games? Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, the official list... Of this stuff, this C4 is rotting your brain, Gary. It's rotting your brain. What's done to me, Greg? The beta alanine is, is rotting my brain in real time. Um, the official list of upcoming software, as on each and every platform, mm-hmm. as listed by the kind of funny games daily show host each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, the colonists on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch. Dragon Quest Builders 2 on Xbox One. Final Project Cars 3 DLC, the electric pack. Uh, Red Dead Online's hunters will score big rewards this week as killing and skinning any legendary animal will be rewarded with a bundle of goodies. Naturalists will also be awarded double bonuses. No, I'm sorry. Bonuses just for logging in, while all players will score double Red Dead Online money on all free roam missions and find new rewards at Gus's store. New dates for you. Uh, Wonder Boy Asha in the in Monster World on PS4 and Switch will be out May 28th, 2021. Uh, Wanhan, uh, A Vengeful Spirit, comes out to PC June, 8, June 8th, 2021. Crossroads Inn launches on Xbox Series X and Xbox One on May 19th. And then GameSpot reports Tetris Effect Connected is headed to Steam this summer. And the game store page is now live. As its name implies, Tetris Effect Connected is an enhanced version of the original game of that title, only with better support for multiplayer. Tetris. Fantastic game. Yeah. Yeah, you like that one a lot? That was one of the big Xbox ones that we all had at launch. Then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who doesn't love Tetris, right, Kevin? It's and Tetris stuff. Effect is fantastic, and Tetris Effect Connected is even more fantastic. Wow, and that's saying something, because Tetris is good, period, you know? Oh, yeah. Kevin, how many, in Tetris 99, how many, how many wins did you end up getting? How many victory royals did you have? And, uh, not that many. Victory yeah. royals were real hard. I'm, I'm not doing that, like, crazy, like, turn the, you know, three... The little tr- the pyramid piece. Yeah, no, you're not doing that. You're not have you seen? Have like you seen this? Have you, that have, to win. you needed that to win. Have you oh, seen yeah, this totally. new technique that uh, top Tetris pros are using now? It's called rolling. You. Have you seen this? No. It's 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 this wacky thing because you know, like it, at the competitive it. at the competitive level of Tetris, like the top tournaments, they still play the NES version, right? That's considered the tournament version. Is the original NES version? That's the one that pros play. And so uh, pros for a while now have been coming, trying to come up with like ways that will give them like even like faster spins and control and stuff like that, you know, because when it gets to the point where the, the, where the, the, the Tetraminos sure. are basically <laughs> just like raining down on you, yeah. you've got to have super, super fast reactions. Totally. They've come up with a technique now called rolling where essentially they hold the, it's mad when you look at oh, it. Oh, where they do it on the side where they just spin well, they, it they hold the controller upside down and like kind of tap the underside of it like this. It's mad. And, um, but That's you watch them play lines. and it's, it's, it's unlocked like even higher levels of play. And I find it, I'm not like an esports person by any stretch of the imagination, but it was fascinating to find that, that these tournament pros are still finding like totally new techniques that were taken to an even higher level, like decades after the NES version of Tetris came out. It's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Gary, I got a deal of the day for you. This one comes from Benjamin Barry, who wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Says deal of the day submission. There is a 505 publisher sale on Xbox. Ghost Runner is 50% off and only $15. So you can go to your Xbox or Xbox.com if you want to find out more about that. Gary, we of course ask people to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to be part of the show and also to squad up. This is where you write in with your name, username, and platform of choice. Why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you. Everybody plays games and hangs out together and has a good time. Today, Greg Gertis needs help on the PlayStation 5. Greg Gertis's uh, PSN is Gregory Gertis. Uh, Gregory, G-R-E-G-O-R-Y, G-E-R-D-E-S, all one word. Uh, Greg says... Looking for help in Borderlands 3. Getting the last few trophies for the Platinum. The three Circle of Slaughters, the two co-op ones, and the Firing Range. If you can help, I'd appreciate it. If you, ladies and gentlemen, can help Gregory on the PlayStation 5, hit up Gregory Gerdes, G-E-R-D-E-S, place in Borderlands 3 over there. Did you get the on that one, Greg? I got the plan on PlayStation 4. Then the PlayStation 5 version, you brought over your save, and it borked the trophies So you at launch. I don't know if they ever fixed it. I doubt they did. You know, but 
We'll see. On the next Borderlands show. I asked him on the last Borderlands show. The next time I get around, we'll see what's up. Uh, Gary, we asked people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later. Uh, Lost in the Sauce says, the court did initially rule against Microsoft in their antitrust case, but after a long, drawn-out appeals process, the government ended up settling with Microsoft and basically giving up, giving them a slap on the wrist. The U.S. was initially looking to break up Microsoft, but the final penalties ended up being much smaller, and these obligations ended in 2007. I mean, that's usually how it works out, isn't it? Sure. Nanobiologist reports Sunset Overdrive is not FPS boosted. Okay, maybe in the next uh, round. That was Snatchy's an impressive bu- bunch of games that they did FPS boost on the other day. Is it almost like a hundred games? They're crushing over there. Finally, finally, I have to stop making excuses and play Titanfall two because it's got the FPS boost yeah. on it now. So yeah, you that's gotta see that, that campaign over there. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Everyone tells me how good the campaign is. Snatchy Buckles writes in and says this PlayStation didn't file the trademark for Sunset Overdrive. On January 6, 2020, Insomniac was notified notified they had to file a declaration of use and or excusable non-use. Uh, one year later, on January 6, 2021, Insomniac did just that by showing the game being for sale on Steam. On April 26, 2021, the U.S. Patent Office gave Sony a notice of acceptance slash acknowledgement of the IP being used. So it seems like we might have had a non-story there, but... In general, that's still going on. Now, here's where it gets uh, upsetting, Gary. Go on. Multiple people have written in telling you to stop drinking C4. Nanobiologist oh, yeah. says... Just, well, I mean, just one time, I just found one can of it. Nanobiologist it's not like says, a drink well, on Gary, the that is a it pre-workout takes. drink. That is a pre-workout drink. How yeah, much well, weight well, 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 What makes you think I'm not about to go and like, fucking food do some reps right Gary now? Is wrong. That's know. a pre-workout food, but before the gym. Otherwise, you're loading way, up on stuff your body doesn't that doesn't demand. It doesn't say that anywhere on the fucking can. Here's what it says. Awaken your super. Tap into the explosive energy of C4 to unleash superhuman performance and dominate life. So fuck you. I'm dominating life. It doesn't say anything about working out. It just says dominate life. Listen, here's what I'm doing. I used to drink the, you know, Oddwalla? You know Oddwalla, that juice? Oh, yeah. Love that juice. But one day I found out they had protein shakes, right? And I had one. I I was like, I need a meal for breakfast. I had one, and it was strawberry, and it tastes just like a strawberry milkshake. And I was like, guess what, everybody? Big Greg is done eating regular breakfast. He's just going to buy a bunch of these every and drink these every day. And I did it. Strawberry milkshake every day of the week at IGN, just crushing it. And then what I noticed about two weeks in is I was like, wait, I haven't pooped solid in a long time. And then I, I Googled around, and it was like, yeah, if you just drink protein shakes and you don't work out, your body's like, what do I do? with all of this and just diarrhea all the time so be careful with this c4 business all right yeah awesome. like i said I just what just one thing they sold it it's not like they sold it at gnc or something i got this at the fucking lucky market yeah i, I shouldn't be i use like sometimes i drink like fucking uh you know monster and bang and all this kind of shit because i need a hit in the morning but I, I know this stuff is no good for anyone so this is this is gonna be my life the last this is gonna be the last time you see me drinking something that Kick looks like a junk. fucking hand grenade from a science fiction video game no more Kevin, you made the pancakes an hour ago. How are you still eating them? No, 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 no. I started making them an hour ago. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I hate making pancakes. I always feel like I'm fucking them up. So Yeah, pancakes are so hard. Yeah. What? How do you fuck right. up a pancake? Gary, I'm uh, sorry. Before we even get started, it, don't come in here with your big dad energy, all right? Yeah, you've been making pancakes every Saturday and Sunday, helping the little kid. I get it. That's why you're good at them. Kevin and I you, are you, 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 you gotta up, If you're going to be a dad, Greg, you better up your pancake game. Well, the thing is, by the time the kid has any... By the time get, the kid gets to a point... Game. By the time the kid gets to having a, a memory of it, I'll have had years of practice. You know what I mean? Like, I'll figure it out. But, like, I don't I know. Mean, you got to wait you for the bubbles mix, to come you, through, you but then you flip the, it, the, the top is You follow the instructions on the box, and you fucking stick it in a pan. What's, oh, you're making a box. What part of this do you flour and water. You don't need a box. Don't buy the box. Maybe an egg. Yeah, maybe an egg, yeah. Uh, Master Jantic says, Dragon Quest Builders 2 is also on Xbox Game Pass today. Good news. Thank you very much. And then a couple of people have written in with this. Like, there's more stuff happening from like Phil Spencer and Tim Sweeney from Court Documents and things. Well, I'm sure we'll get to that. We'll get to that eventually. Don't worry about it. That doesn't have to be today's news. There's a show tomorrow. Don't forget. And speaking of, ladies and gentlemen, guess what? We finally have an answer for who's hosting Kind of Funny Games Daily tomorrow. Tomorrow, 
For the first time ever in the lead chair, it will be Janet Garcia, joined by Min Max's Ben Hansen. Excited for that little Min Max kind of funny crossover. Uh, Thursday, it's going to be me and Tim. And then Friday, it's me and published author Jason Schreier coming through to talk about his book. Uh, if you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to worry know about. See, I did the iced coffee, right? And then I've done a so French press. So I'm just, I'm there. I'm, I'm I've already done Friday's show with Jason. Uh, I've wrapped. You know what I mean? And carotene and whatever the fuck's in here. But I didn't. So, at least I didn't drink a C4 and then go try to flip a giant tire out in front of my house, Gary. All right? <laughs> I'm going to go fucking roid rage after this. This clinically studied natural form of betaine is derived from beets. A powerful superfood that supports hydration and physical performance. I do like Gary, beets. superhuman beet juice. <laughs> I remember you can be part of the show. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can watch later on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. You can watch live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. You can listen on podcast services around the globe. No matter where you get the show, thank you so much for your overwhelming support. Uh, we looked at Chartable today to find out that we're the number one podcast in games. We didn't know that. Uh, it's da- daily. I'm sure it switches up all the time. And I'm not trying to be big dick energy. I'm just saying it's awesome that you guys support us. A small little business like kind of funny that much. We love you very much. You can't uh, wait to keep making more shows for you. Speaking of, of course, Gary and I are going to go to patreon.com slash kind funny games, record the post show for you. Uh, if you're watching live on Twitch, remember this is one of the next Tuesdays, the two, this Tuesday and next Tuesday, 11 a.m. Pacific time, right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. Uh, we're partnering with Razer to show off the RTX 30 series powered blade laptops with Andy and the boys playing Warzone. Well, so I like one of those. See if you can get them, give me one of them, Greg. I, I, need, a, I need a gaming laptop. Here's what I want. Here's what I'm going to tell you to do, all right? After we're going to go do the post show, when we sign off, you just go to live too and you go, hey, Snowbike Mike, you got to get me one of these RTX 30 powered blade oh, laptops. The, Mike's the man for, for the hookup? No, but he's going to be on the stream and I'm sure he would love to talk to you about it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So we got a post show to do. They got a stream to do. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.